One of the most frustrating things that technology has not quite created an answer for yet is how to record distance recordings with a guest that you've invited onto your podcast. And there are a lot of options out there. In this episode of Podcastification, my client onboarding guy, Aaron, and I are going to demo the top five options for recording a distance conversation or an interview so that you can hear not only how they work, but also our assessment of which one is the best option. Let's do it. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. This show is all about podcasting, how to do it, how not to do it, best practices, interesting news items that have to do with the realm of podcasting, and who knows what else. And I'm trying to do it all with a little bit of fun and some information to help you get a show going, keep yours going, or make it better. And if you like what's going on here on the show, I would appreciate it, oh, so appreciate it, if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can find out how to do that at podcastfasttrack.com slash review. That's enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Thanks for listening to Podcastification. I'm excited about this episode. We've been planning to do this for some time, and it's going to be a live demo of the top five ways to record a distance conversation. And I say top five as my opinion, you know, and that's really all I have is my own opinion. But these are the options for how you can record an interview with someone you want to be on your show. And the five methods we're going to be examining today are Zoom which is something a lot of podcasters are using these days. Ringer, which is another option that's out there. There's Zencaster, there's Skype, and there's a service called CleanFeed. Now, all of these operate on different premises. All of them have different features. Most of them have a free option that you can use as well. So I'm going to be talking with Aaron, my client onboarding magic man, who helps me to get clients on quickly to the podcast fast track family of clients. And we're going to be going through each one. Now you're going to hear some pre-recorded or pre-session conversation from me about what I'm experiencing as I set the whole thing up. Then you're also going to hear what it's like in each session between Aaron and I as we're using it. And a tip I should give you about using any of these particular formats is that you should always wear headphones when you're talking with somebody long distance. That keeps their voice coming through your speakers from bleeding into your microphone. can cause kind of a room echo kind of a thing. It's kind of weird. So just always wear headphones and keep the volume on your headphones turned down low enough that it's not going to bleed out of your earphones into your actual microphone, if that makes sense. So you want to always make sure that you're wearing headphones when you're doing this kind of thing. All right, that's enough pre-doing this stuff stuff. Let's just do this stuff. Okay, I am logging into the Zoom interface. It's at zoom.us. You have to create an account. I did all that. I've logged in. When the website opens up, you see all these options. Man, they got so many options. 
go to the right-hand side, host a meeting. I'm saying with video off. So it's going to open up a new window for me there. And it's going to ask me, do I want to open Zoom meetings? I'm going to say, yes, open Zoom meetings. And now it is opening up another little window and connecting me to Zoom. All right, here we are. I am in a Zoom meeting and I can invite others. And down at the bottom is the recording function, which is what I'm going to want here. It looks like I could share my screen. I can do all kinds of other things. So I am going to invite others. I can invite by email or I can just copy the URL, which is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to send it to Aaron, my client onboarding guy right now. So the next thing you should hear is Aaron and I chatting about the experience once he got into the Zoom meeting. Okay, one thing I will say about Zoom while I'm waiting for Aaron to jump into the call is that, man, they have a lot of windows that pop up. I mean, three or four different windows. Honestly, it was kind of confusing for me and I'm pretty tech savvy, but I know a lot of people use Zoom and it's probably just one of those new user curve sorts of things where you've just got to go through the learning curve and get used to it. And then you'll be able to actually use it pretty effectively. So here I am. I am working on this whole thing. Hello, can you hear me? Hey, Aaron. Hey, how are you? Good. Thanks for joining me here on Zoom. Tell me, how was it getting into Zoom? It was crazy simple. I actually did a screenshot video of me doing it just to show everyone how easy it was. I clicked the link you sent me. It opened up my browser and told me that a download was automatically happening and gave me a little pop-up to click run. So I clicked run and it did it all. Took me right to the website, loaded everything up. I put in my name, hit okay. Then it had a green button across the middle of the screen that said click here to activate the voice. So I did that and here I am. Cool. So it picked up your microphone automatically, all that kind of stuff. It must have chosen your default microphone, I would assume. Yeah, most likely. Okay. And I assume you've got your good microphone set up as your default because you sound pretty good. Awesome. Yep. It's got the correct microphone. Okay, cool. So you must have had your ATR2100 set up as your default. So just a, a warning there, make sure you've got your default mic set to what you want to use. Otherwise, you may have to go back in and figure out how to change that. Once Aaron was in, or when he tried to enter the call, I heard this little ding-dong sort of thing in my ears. And I saw that there was, down at the bottom, it says manage participants. So I clicked on that. I saw Aaron was in the participant list over on the right-hand side. And suddenly, he was saying, hello, hello. Are you there? So I didn't really have to do anything to hear him. I didn't have to do anything to let him into the call. He just came right in. And I did have to hit the recording button down at the bottom. And it's kind of a little black menu bar that disappears if you don't hover over it. So don't let that freak you out either. It just vanishes when you're not using it. And you just, the minute you move your mouse, it shows up again. Aaron, what does it look like on your side? It's a window. It's not a full screen. It has some black headings, meeting topic, host, invitation URL, and participant ID. The meeting topic is Carrie Green Zoom meeting. Host is Carrie Green. It's got a little icon saying that I am connected to computer audio. I have something that I could click to share my screen with you. And I also have an invite others option. Yeah, I have all of that as well. So it sounds like yours looks pretty much the same as mine. So this is a cool thing if you need to share a screen. I don't know how you would do that on a podcast or why it would be necessary, but 
Anyway, Zoom is free up to a certain point. The free plan can record one pre-mixed mono file. Okay, so keep that in mind. It's pre-mixed. So Aaron and I are both going to be on the same track, not going to be able to separate those out. I don't like that as an audio editor. Yeah, bummer. But that's what you get on the free plan. And it is in an MPEG-4 format. It records on the Zoom platform, so it's not recording on your computer at the time that you're doing it. You can record audio and video. Don't know if you knew that, Aaron, but you can record video as well. It records to the cloud, so to Zoom, like I said, or you can record it on your computer. There's an option to change that. You get to select your microphone, like we mentioned before. There is a function to mute your microphone. I believe it's over on the left-hand side of the screen. And this is kind of cool. You can host up to 100 participants at a time. I don't know that I'd ever want a podcast with 100 participants on, <laughs> on the air, but you can do that. And there are unlimited one-to-one meetings in this free plan. So if it was just one guest you have on your show, you can do unlimited amount of those per month. That's not a bad deal. And you can do an unlimited number of meetings per month. That's not bad either. But there is a 40-minute limit on group meetings. So I guess if you have more than one person, there's a 40-minute limit. So when this is all done and we close out the call, we will have to wait for a little bit for each of our files to finish uploading to Zoom. And then it will give us an option to download those to the computer, I think. I've done this before, but it's been quite a long time. Aaron, do you have anything else you want to add to Zoom? Yeah, it sounds amazing. Right now, yeah. Yes. I mean, we live, we both of us live in the U.S., states apart, and we've had issues with Skype before dropping and having glitches, even though both of our internet connection is fine. But this, I have not heard one issue at all. No, I haven't either. And this is just for perspective. I think I looked it up yesterday. We live like 832 miles door to door from each other. So (laughs) it's a pretty good thing. I think the mixed file that you get, I don't like. You just, I don't know, as an editor, you need more control than that. But anyway. Is is there a paid option to change that? I don't know. There may be. If you're curious about that, just go to zoom.us and you can find more details on that. And I'll include it in the show notes for this episode as well. So anything else you want to say about Zoom, Aaron? No, I like it. like it a lot. All right. So that is Zoom. We are going to go on and try. Let's do Ringer next. How's that? Sounds good. All right. I will set up the thing and send you an invite to Ringer. Okay. I am setting up Ringer to invite Aaron. And it looks like I have to set up A conversation, first of all, is what I have to do. You can either schedule a conversation or add or join a conversation. So I'm clicking add join. There's a date you can change. It's set up to my time and date right now. And you have to email the invite to the person. So I'm going to have to find Aaron's email address here real quickly and send him an invite. I will have some screenshots of this in the show notes. So give me a second here. Hey, Aaron, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep. I hear you pretty well. All right. We're in Ringer right now. And I had a little bit of a kerfuffle there. I had let my Ringer account lapse. And so I had to put in my credit card info and all that. But anyway, Ringer is one of those applications that records me in my web browser and records Aaron in his web browser. So you're getting, essentially, it's called a double ender, where you have two different recordings that it's going to sync together to make one high quality recording. And it, it avoids all those glitches across the internet ether. And so I personally felt like getting into it was a little bit 
difficult. Well, difficult is too strong of a word, but there were like two or three screens where I had to click. And to me, it wasn't entirely clear which one was for what. And it just took me a while. I would imagine after you've used it for a while, that learning curve is already done and it would just be natural. So anyway, Aaron, what was your impression coming in from the guest side? I received the email invite and it had a little code. And it was a clickable code, and it told me to click on the code. I clicked on the code. It brought me to the Ringer website, and it had a little black box. It said, click to join the call. It took me a while to figure out that I actually needed to click on that box because the words saying click on this box were above the box, and I was kind of confused. But I got it, and I got in, and it gave me the option to choose my audio input and output, which, I mean, I liked how Zoom did it for you, but I have a headset with a mic, and I have a mic that I use, and sometimes I swap between the two for audio input. And so I did like the ability to choose my audio input and output. Yeah. I also had that option and I liked that as well, because like you said, I use my ATR for my mic and I have headset and, you know, and you can even choose your, your output as well for the actual earphones or whatever it is you're going to be using. Yeah. I experienced the same thing with the black box. It took me just a second. I don't know what it was about that. That didn't seem intuitive, but regardless, one thing I like here in the Ringer interface is I've got a screenshot of this. I'll put in the show notes, but it says, be sure to leave the Ringer app open after the call. I like that they're warning you about that because the way that this thing works, once we stop the recording, it's going to take a few seconds to upload my audio to Ringer's server and to upload Aaron's audio to Ringer's server. So if you close out the window before it finishes that upload, you've lost at least part of what you just recorded. So if you're going to use Ringer or an app like Ringer, you need to let your guests know ahead of time. Once we're done, please leave the browser window open. And when things are done uploading, then we can close things out. So just a little user tip there on Ringer. Um, any other thoughts you have about Ringer, Aaron? Interface looks pretty good. Gives you a couple tips up at the top of how to make your audio sound better. So that's nice. Overall, it looks pretty clean and it's decently easy to use. Okay, so that is Ringer. I think we should do Skype next just to give <laughs> kind of a comparison of how these things relate to Skype or, or compare to Skype. And by the way, I haven't said this yet, but these calls we're doing, like this recording with Aaron and I right now is on Ringer. This is the audio from Ringer. So you can have an idea of how it sounds. We also did the same thing on Zoom. So our conversation about Zoom was recorded on Zoom. So Aaron, I'm ready to go to Skype. Are you ready for that? I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. Okay, I am preparing to record the conversation with Aaron on Skype. And to record on Skype, you have to use a third-party application of some sort. I am on PC. I'm using one called MP3 Call Recorder. So I'm opening it up right now, and pretty soon I'll be connected with Aaron via Skype. So give me just a second. So Aaron and I are on Skype. I'm using MP3 Skype Recorder 4.28. I will put a link in the show notes to all of the third-party apps that you can use, whether you're on PC or Mac. So it won't really matter. You can get those resources in the show notes, which, by the way, is episode 81. So you can find that at podcastfasttrack.com slash 81. All right, Aaron, we've done Skype quite a number of times back and forth and have recorded things. I love about MP3 Call Recorder that you can get a joint stereo track out of it, which enables the 
call to be split so that Aaron's channel and my channel are different channels and we can actually edit them individually, which is a good thing. Not all third-party apps provide that. So anyway, Aaron, let's describe a little bit what it's like to get into a Skype call this way. Um, how was it for you? Good. Just got the little blurb saying you were calling me and I accepted. Okay. And you had to have your Skype app open, obviously. Yeah. All of that is pretty standard for Skype. I had to make sure that my MP3 call recorder app was open in order for it to start saving this particular call. Skype is probably the go-to for this kind of thing. Most people are familiar with being able to do this. It's just a matter of finding an app that does what you want in terms of the recording. Now, I could tell immediately when Aaron started speaking, the audio quality is not as good. His voice sounds a little further away, and he sounds like he's kind of in a can at times. Maybe it'll come out that way in the recording, maybe not. But regardless, that is just part of how Skype is. And the reason for that is that Skype is not recording me in my browser and Aaron in his browser. Skype is recording what's going across the internet ether as our conversation. And so if you hear glitches or you hear stutters, that's because it's recording what Skype is picking up over the internet. So, Aaron, any thoughts about Skype? Well, as an audio editor, I really do not like it. It is hard to edit podcasts on Skype when there is a bad connection. It is one of the most frustrating things. Yeah, I would agree with you. There are often times that as editors, we can do things to pull together words that are disjointed and things like that. But I can guarantee you, you're making it really hard for your audio editor if you stick with Skype. Some of the reasons people use Skype, it's free. Some of the recording apps like MP3 Skype Recorder that I'm using are free. So free is always a good thing. And if it's the only option you have, then hey, go for it. But you'll learn here a little bit later in the episode, it is not the only free option that you have that actually can produce the same kind of audio and I think even better quality audio. So we're going to get to that in a little bit. Anything else we need to say about Skype? The recording using MP3 Skype Recorder will record directly to my hard drive. So I will tell it where to save the file and it will save it there. I also will have to close out Skype manually when I'm all done. It'll always stay open in the background unless I force it closed. That's just part of how Skype works. Any other thoughts there, Aaron? Nope. Okay. Man, a few words. And they're usually, <laughs> they're usually brilliant words. So anyway, Aaron, let's go to Zencaster next. The way Zencaster works is very similar to Ringer, and you should be looking for an invite. I'll throw it into our Slack channel. How does that sound? That sounds great. I'll watch for it. Great. Here we go. Off to Zencaster. Okay, for Zencaster, you have to create an account, which I've done, and I'm logging in, and it takes you to the dashboard screen where you can create a new episode, which is what I'm doing right now. And I'm calling it Aaron and me, and I'm creating that new episode. And then once you get into Zencaster, it is such a clean interface. I can do invite, grab the link, which I've just done. I'm dropping it into Slack for Aaron to join me. And then I just wait for him to show up. Zencaster has kind of a green room, which is a pre-recording place that you're at. It's kind of a dashboard. I can see when Aaron shows up. It asks you for permission to use your microphone, all of that kind of stuff. And then you don't have to start recording until you're ready. So I can hit the start recording button up at the top and invite Aaron in at any time. 
One other thing I would say about Zencaster while I'm waiting on Aaron is that it also has a chat feature where Aaron and I could like type some things back and forth to each other if we wanted. We could also do a timeline footnote so you can make a note about something at a certain part of the recording. Okay, Aaron and I have both shown up in Zencaster. Uh, how was it for you, Aaron? It was pretty good. No issues. I just clicked your little invite, took me right through uh, Google Chrome, which is my default browser, and popped me right in, had to enter my name, but that was it. Okay, great. Now, I have talked with Josh, who is the developer behind Zencaster, and he has said uh, Google Chrome tends to work the best, but you can use other browsers, so you should check the Zencaster.com site. And by the way, Zencaster has no vowel in the last syllable, so no E. It is Zen, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com. I did notice that Microsoft Edge, the browser, is not supported by Zencaster. Ah, good to know. Very good to know. Now, Aaron and I are using the free version of Zencaster, which gives you a certain amount of recording. Let me just get my list here and we'll see. Zencaster, you can do up to three people at a time on the free plan. You can do up to eight hours per month. You will get back a high quality MP3 file. And like Ringer, you will have to wait for the download once you're finished. And Zencaster also currently has a Dropbox integration where it will save these files after we hit stop. It will save these files directly to my Dropbox folder. So I don't even have to download anything if I don't want to. It's really a great thing because I have clicked out of it a few times without downloading, which is not a big deal. You can come back to Zencaster, log into your account, and it will have it there for you so you can download it. But that is the free plan, and Zencaster does have additional plans beyond that, but that's all I'm going to cover in this episode. So Zencaster is one of those platforms, like Ringer, where it's recording me in my browser and Aaron in his browser. So our conversation just a little earlier had a little bit of glitching in it as far as we could hear, kind of like Skype, but that should not be in the final recording. So that's one of the things you have to get used to when you use a service like Zencaster or like Ringer or like the next one that we're going to look into, you may hear something and you think, oh, say that again because it didn't quite come through. Well, that's not the case usually in your recording itself. So Aaron, any thoughts about Zencaster? I really like it. It's very clean, very easy to get set up in. It was no hassle at all to join you. Yeah, I agree. Now for some people, I think this didn't happen for us because we've used it before, but it'll have a little drop down in your browser that says, please give us permission to use your microphone and you get to pick your microphone right there. So it's very simple and it's obvious. You can't miss it. And you can invite up to three people on this. So it's a pretty cool setup. On the free plan, you just have to keep that eight hour monthly limit in mind. And also Zencaster does not have a thing right here in this screen that is telling us don't close your browser window after you finish recording because it needs to upload. It, I believe it tells you that after you hit stop. And I'll confirm that after we're done just to make sure. Okay, Aaron, any other thoughts about Zencaster? Looks like a pretty good option. Yeah, I like it. I really use Zencaster. It's, it's one of my go-tos quite often. I met Josh, who developed Zencaster at Podcast Movement this last year, and he gave me a free t-shirt. I loved it. But anyway, Zencaster is is really good, and he's dedicated to working on this thing. Um, so it's, it's a very viable option. All right, we have one more option to go to, and that's called CleanFeed, cleanfeed.net. And clean feed, I've covered in a previous episode, podcastfasttrack.com slash 69 with one of the developers. But we're actually going to do a recording right now using clean feed, just like we have with these others. And we will let you know how that sounds in the next segment. You ready, Aaron? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. 
Okay, I'm setting up clean feed to share with Aaron, and there are a few things that are just a little, I don't know, jinky, kind of. <laughs> it's hard to find the thing to link, so you can send him an invite, so you can ask to share the link yourself, and then it gives you the link, which is cool, and then you can share it with him. But other than that, you know, it's kind of hard to find and it's not real intuitive in my perspective. So that's all okay. You got to close out windows, wait for the person to show up, and then you can begin recording by hitting the recording button above. And once you hit that recording button, you get to choose which kind of recording you want. You can choose the split track, which is what I always choose, or some other. Hey, Aaron, are you there? I'm here. Cool. I have got this recording already, so everybody should hear our jabber right here. Clean feed. What was the process like for you getting into the platform? It was very similar to Zencaster. It was very, very easy. Just click the link, took me right to the site. I didn't even have to enter my name on this one, so that was nice. I did have to, at the top left in your browser, allow it to use my microphone. This is all PC-based, so Apple folks may experience something a little bit different. I was describing a little earlier before you got on my experience here with the hosting side of it. It's a little confusing how to invite somebody. It's a little confusing how to choose the type of recording that you want. But I was able to figure all that out and I've used it before as well. So if it was confusing for me as someone who's used it before, you can imagine what it's like for a newbie. But I do have a video demonstrating how to use clean feed that I've created before. I'll share that in the show notes for this episode as podcastfasttrack.com slash 81. This is a different kind of a technology than Zencaster or Ringer. I didn't quite understand how it's different when I interviewed Mark from clean feed, which is back on episode 69, which is also in the show notes. It's recording us better than a Skype call but different than how Zencaster and Ringer do. That's all I remember, and that's all I know of the tech side of it. So, Aaron, any other thoughts you have about clean feed? It looks pretty clean. <laughs> it sounds pretty good. It's pretty easy, just as easy as any of the others. Uh, the yeah. only downsides would be the ones you just mentioned. Yeah, I agree. So what can happen here is when we are done, I will hit this little tick box that says finish and save. And it will take a few moments, just like Zencaster and Ringer, to finish saving the audio. So Aaron and I both need to stay in the platform for that long. And then once it's done, we can be done. So I'm going to do that. And I believe it'll leave Aaron and I in kind of a green room so that we can hear each other talk. And then we will come back with some final thoughts from Aaron and from me about how these platforms work and we'll each give our ranking of which one we like first which second which third so hang around for those all right Aaron, see you on the other side in just a bit all right see ya all right so aaron and i have finished up our test runs of all these different recording platforms and we're each going to rank these in the order of preference. And the things we're going to keep in mind as we do this are ease of use, quality of the audio that you get out of it. And I guess price has to be a consideration in there as well. Let me go back through the actual platforms to remind you what each of them is. Zoom is free, does have a free plan that would allow you enough space and time and all that on one-on-one -on -one conversations that you could just remain on a free plan. But remember, it gives you a pre-mixed mono file 
that you would use for your editing or production. Skype, Skype's free all the time as well. You have to have a third-party app to record a Skype call. And for Apple and PC, those would be different. Some, like the one I use, MP3 Call Recorder, allows you to get a joint stereo file so you can split it and edit the people individually. And so the cost on that is not bad. Skype quality, though, is not the best in my opinion. Zencaster has a free plan. You can use do up to three people, eight hours per month, a high-quality MP3 you get back. So there is a free plan there. Ringer gives you a free trial. So you don't have a free plan. It's just for 30 days. You get to try it out for free. And you get all the premium features in that free trial. Then you have to choose basic at $7.99 a month, premium or $18.99 a month. And then there's enterprise, which hardly anybody listening to us would use. So anyway, that's Ringer. And then CleanFeed. CleanFeed is free always. That's what the guys told me. They're going to leave this free because they have a more beefy version they use with radio stations. That is where they get all their revenue from. CleanFeed, you can use any number of people in that. You get a stereo file back. It's a joint stereo file, so you have to split it into mono tracks to edit. And it is a WAV file, I believe, that you get for your download. So I want to mention one other that I guess would be an honorable mention, but I didn't want to use it on this because it is much more than just a recording solution. It is a web host also. It has editing software as a part of the packages you have to buy. And there is no free version at all. You just get a limited time to try it out. And that's called Cast. And you can see it at TryCast. So it's T-R-Y-C-A dot S-T. And to me, that's a very unfortunate web address because it's just hard to understand. But anyway, Cast, like I said, has web hosting and editing and all that involved as well. Now, drumroll, please. Aaron and I are going to give you our ranking of these four platforms after having used them all here back to back to back to back to back. All right, Aaron, what is your rating and tell us why? Well, I'll just start with my least favorite. My least favorite is Skype. It is extremely iffy if you have a bad internet connection. And I know a lot of podcasters around the world live in places and they work from home, but they live in places that the internet's not the best all the time. So because of that issue, Skype is my last pick. Second to last would be Zoom because it doesn't give you the ability to split your files so you can edit your guest on one track and the host on the other one. To me, that is a huge issue. Most audio issues can be remedied if you can have two different tracks. Next would be Ringer then Zencaster, and then my top pick would be Clean Feed. Um, I like Clean Feed the best because, like you said, it's always free, and I don't think you can beat that. And based on the quality, it compares to Zencaster and Ringer pretty good. It's about the same, but again, you just can't beat the free. Yeah, I appreciate your perspective there, Aaron. I think mine came out pretty similar. I just, I had a hard time choosing a number one between Zencaster and Clean Feed, just because they're both, I mean, for the free plan on Zencaster, you can do just about everything you need to do in CleanFeed. You know, the only exception would be if you had to go over eight hours in a month, you would need to move to CleanFeed or something like that. But I can tell you in my practice as I record people for this podcast and for another podcast that I do, I almost always use Zencaster or CleanFeed simply because they're fairly reliable. They get that great audio. They're free. I mean, all of that is huge to me. Now, one thing I haven't said yet that I should say about CleanFeed, Zencaster, and Ringer is that they're all browser-dependent. 
which has proven to cause some issues in the past. And what I mean by that is this. If Google Chrome, for example, or Firefox, for example, does some kind of a security update that affects the way that CleanFeed or Zencaster or Ringer work, then those platforms might glitch because of the change. And so I know Josh at Zencaster, for example, has pulled his hair out at times trying to work around or fix things related to browser updates. And that's just part of the way the machine works right now. That That's just when you're recording in a browser like these do, you're going to have to deal with those things. So that's something you should be aware of if you're going to consider clean feeders and caster ringer. You may have those issues. Zoom and Skype, they probably are going to have the same issues. They just may not be as obvious because you're recording across the internet as it is. So Aaron, any additional thoughts you want to say about any of these platforms? I really like them. I really do. Except for, <laughs> except for, um, Skype, of course. They're very easy. They're very intuitive. As the guest, I had no issues at all. You were saying that with a couple of them, there were things that weren't quite intuitive to you as the host. But for me, as a guest, it was extremely easy. I like them all. Yeah. And I think that is a huge deal because if you can make it easy for your guests, especially if they're a non-techie kind of a person, I mean, that's what you want. You want them to be able to click, give permission to their microphone and start talking. And that's basically what we need when we're uh, bringing in an expert guest for a great episode of the podcast. So Aaron is my client onboarding specialist. He's like the magician who gets all our clients on board. And he's also my oldest son. So it's always fun to work alongside someone in your family that you love and you care about. So Aaron, thanks for all your work. And thanks for your time today, helping us kind of demo all of these recording options. No problem. I hope it is uh, very valuable for all you guys listening. Hopefully this can give you some answers to some of the questions you've had. Yeah. And let me say this too. This technology is always updating. There's always new options coming on the scene. So this is uh, November of 2017 when we're recording this. I am planning to do another one of these every year. And we will do the same thing. Record using the platform, see how it works. And we'll include new platforms that might be available at that time as well. Hello? Wow, that was a lot of work to put that together, but it was well worth it. I mean, do you see all the amazing options that are out there for recording a good quality interview? I know many of you are very used to Skype. And Skype is a great option if it's the only option you have. But I don't believe Skype is a better option anymore. We have all these platforms that are able to record better quality call. And that is what we want. We want our listeners to get a better end product so that everything can be clearly understood. There's none of those Skype warbles and glitches. And you've just got a better product in the end for your listeners to be able to enjoy. Man, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Podcastification. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me, Carrie, C-A-R-E-Y, at podcastfasttrack.com. Now you know what time it is. It's time for you to take what you've learned and go make it a podcastificating day. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Podcastificating day. 
Audio editing and show notes by podcastfasttrack.com. Get 15% off your first month by mentioning this show.